Hey, welcome back to the show. So this is what happened. We did an hour with Pastor Rich, and we thought it was really good. And then, like, the next day we went in to edit it, and surprise, it wasn't an hour, it was only a few minutes. We had only somehow saved a few minutes of the audio, so that was awesome. We announced this on the Twitter feed, and listener Becca promptly replied to us, guys, fix this. Stop whining, fix this. So, Becca, yes ma'am. That is what we did. That's what we're doing. So this is what's going to happen. We're going to plow right ahead with this episode. That's what, it's going to be strange. It's going to be a strange episode, as opposed to all the other episodes, which are strange. Pastor Rich, uh, I mean, listen, he's going to just sort of orbit through and around. And you may hear him for a few minutes, and, and he may disappear. He might be back on the episode, he might not be back on the episode. We're just going to have to see. So, this episode, we took uh, reader submissions. Reader, I'm a dumbass. We took listener submissions. And it went a lot of different ways. So buckle up, it's going to be it's gonna be a bumpy ride. are in the right place um you're in the uh the podcasting underbelly of evangelical culture i guess is that, is that fine is that a good description of what we're about to do Pastor the Rich? underbelly of yeah i think we're definitely we're not on the the top belly whatever that is i mean we're, we're here to misbehave <laughs> and pastor rich he's gonna he's gonna misbehave up to a point at which point his his calling will hold him back as I blunder forward and I'll just, I'll, I'll go that extra mile for you, Pastor Rich today. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go up, up and right up to the edge of my limits. So <laughs> those are vaguely defined. We call that the Richard Clark. Wall. <laughs> you got to hit the Richard Clark wall. Threshold, Richard Clark threshold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, listen, I mean, a lot lot of strife within the fun, sexy Bible time apparatus right now. Um, I'm, I'm accusations are flying. I'm, I'm wounded today. Pastor Ritz. I I was, I was scolded in one of the FSBT Twitter threads. All whatever scold you and why? Listen, I'm just saying, if if there was a a supposed female co-host who will remain nameless, Casey House, <laughs> scolding me for offering a simple compliment to mm-hmm. to a to a female evangelical thought leader, and and who might that be, Matthew? I mean, I probably shouldn't say it was, it was Beth Moore. All I said <laughs> was, all I said, hey, Beth Moore's frisky, mm-hmm. and that was apparently that taken the wrong way when I meant it as the utmost compliment. 
past how, how did you mean it, Matthew? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, she's frisky in the sense of like getting on Twitter to let us know she's about to bang her husband. That that's happened, yeah. That's... <laughs> At which point, I was accused of, I assume, perpetuating a, a gender stereotype, in the sense that, like, if it was a dude, I wouldn't be mm-hmm. calling a dude frisky. No. Yeah. And so what? It begs the question of what is the male equivalent of of being frisky? Do we need it? An, an equivalent, though. <laughs> Uh, and so if there's a male stereotype, it's that we're perpetually frisky, right? Is that the, well, yes, that's, that's true though. Like that's fine. That's true. (laughs) It's not a stereotype. (laughs) It's true. Okay. So just the word male in general means the same thing as calling a woman frisky. So is that in emphasizing her maleness? Listen, I'm, (laughs) so maybe it's a, Compliment? I don't. You're playing chess on me here. I'm. I'm not done with the checkers. Okay. Jump you think in. if you think I'm above, like taking the 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 word frisky as a compliment, you're sorely mistaken. If if I heard people describing me as frisky, mm-hmm. I I would, I would I would accept that with grace, Pastor Rich. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a good way to accept things. I advocate that. So you you meant it as a compliment when you said it. It was not an insult. I did. So I mean, I guess to set this right, I guess we need to start. Um, I, I guess we need to compliment some male thought leaders mm-hmm. as being frisky. Can we say John Piper is frisky, Pastor Rich? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I sexy stones. I think, um, but highlights his his friskiness yeah um can you imagine john piper whispering sweet nothings <laughs> would he, would he uh, bring up the phrase sexy stones yeah i'm wondering if that was some sort of pillow talk um <laughs> but now my mind's reeling with what what <laughs> sexy talk to john piper like what bedroom words are used and and it's probably just quoting romans if (laughs) i can imagine him just doing things like all right for role play tonight call me wayne grudem (laughs) oh oh my (laughs) that's horrifying why would i make that joke (laughs) well you come to the right place, folks. <laughs> um, <clears throat> trying to imagine like, what else what else would John Piper say uh when, when the time was right. I just I think that there's a whole episode in in like just the concept that that evangelical thought leaders would and in bedroom role playing want to be each other <laughs> who who would john piper want to be in role play though yeah that's that's the that's the key it'd have to be somebody like kind of slightly obscure mm-hmm. well i think matt chandler definitely wants to be john piper oh stop <laughs> uh but that's 
beside the point, right? Uh, <laughs> Christian hedonism. <laughs> but yeah, uh, who would he? Who would John Piper desire to be? And I mean, so my, my initial thought is somebody younger. Yeah, that, could, uh, that could be all of us. Right. Yeah. I mean, that typically your fantasy, unless you're Matt Chandler, it goes somewhere. Yeah. Like we're all younger than John Piper. <laughs> Anyone. doesn't matter. <laughs> if I was only John MacArthur's age. This is again. a horrible podcast. Why are we doing this? Yeah. This, we went down a dark rabbit trail. <laughs> uh, Nobody's listening anymore. We lost them all. All now 17. the good stuff can start. Yep. <laughs> uh, We've lost all 17 listeners. Okay. So should, are we, are we apologizing or are we doubling down? Oh Casey? gosh, no, we don't apologize on this episode or this podcast. No, I mean just to Casey in general, if she's offended. Nah, she'll live. Nah. All right. All right. Get over to Casey. <laughs> well, all right. A totally organic and not at all forced transition. Let's take a look at some of these listener submissions. Oh, man, you guys did a tremendous job sending us all sorts of bizarre and interesting things. Uh, we're not going to use full names. And for some of these, we're not even going to use real names. Although that, that I don't know. I mean, we've only got like 17 listeners. It's I mean, you guys know who you are. Anyway, uh, let's begin with Matthew. And Matthew sent us a, a, a gem of a, <laughs> of a message on Twitter at FS Bible Time if you ever have anything you would like on the show. So if you're looking for a horrible date story, edit. Yes, I am Matthew as the core, as, as the king of awkward dates on the Christian college circuit. You're in my wheelhouse. End edit. I did go on a first date with a girl, and in the course of the evening, two red flags came up that made me decide to not talk to her again after that. One, she talked about forgiving God himself. So there's that. Two, in regards to what she was quote-unquote looking for, she, unprompted mind you, said, and I quote, I'm not looking for an F-boy, but I'm not looking for a husband. I just want something in the middle. Hope this serves you well as an evangelical thought leader. Well, Matthew, that makes two of us. I'm not looking for an F boy either. But let's unpack this, maybe. Oh, um, okay. Uh, no, number one, like let's let's just give let's uh, play devil's advocate on the forgiving God thing, and maybe that's like a semantic misstep. Maybe you know sometimes in the course uh, I'm trying here. Sometimes in the course of our spiritual narrative, maybe we get a little emotional and we step on our own words of maybe it felt like we needed to forgive God. And man, even though like, I mean, God's perfect, obviously. All right. So we'll just move on from that. The second one confuses me. Like, I, What is between an F boy and a husband? It sort of sounds like maybe that's where the friend zone lies. I, I hope you've not been friend zone. On that, I, that it's confusing. I, the most alarming thing to me is is actually neither one of those. It's it's that she unprompted just laid out her list of like, well, this is what I'm looking for. Apparently, like five minutes into the first date, I mean that, I, <laughs> sort of alarming, but I also kind of respect that. Uh so Matthew, uh, you know, we promised we would ruin everything. 
on this episode. By the way, Pastor Rich being really quiet over there in the corner. You all right over there, Pastor Rich? Oh, I'm fine. Matthew, I got to be honest. You're describing a girl who is socially awkward, uh, like unnaturally assertive, uh, and, and sort of like vague and confusing. Matthew, it sounds like you're dating a homeschooler. And to that I say, it might not be the right homeschooler, but you need you need to keep fishing in that pond, brother. Because there is nothing, there's literally nothing better than a homeschooler. They're just, uh, listen, they're just better people from top to bottom. Better people. Uh, so this might not work out for you, Matthew, but you, you got to keep dating the homeschoolers. That's just all there is to it. All right. Thank you for that, Matthew. Uh, let's go to oh, Enneagram. What? Enne- okay, I can say the name of this one. It's the Enneagram Reactions. That Enneagram GIFs, GIFs, whatever. My friends are planning to get married, but one of them has started listening to and agreeing with Rob Bell, and the other believes Rob Bell is a heretic. Will their marriage make it or is listening to Rob Bell before marriage a sin that can't be overcome? As a follow-up question, who would win in a fight, Rob Bell or John Hagee? Going to completely ignore the first question and and focus on the second question. Uh, guys, uh, John Hagee is shaped like a stump. If you've seen a picture of him, he is a he's, there's no neck. Like there's just there's just no neck here. And to put it in football terms, he is he is shaped like a fullback. So, uh, on first, on first glance, it, it would appear that John Hagee would, would win the fight because Rob Bell, he's younger, he's like a surfer dude. And, and he's also coming from the progressive left. So I'm worried that maybe there's like some Shane Claiborne pacifism going on here. Like, like he's just going to let his lunch money get taken. But I don't like, the, the other thing is John, the thing that gives me pause on that though, is that John Hagee is he's getting old. Like he's. He's getting old and he, he's, I don't know, like older guys, like the thing that happens is like old men just sort of turn into like surly piles of mashed potatoes, like as they age. So I don't know, like he he might be too old. So I'm, I'm not sure. My, my, my qualifying question is, will the fight be taking place under a blood moon? That's what I need to know. Um, because I feel like the blood moon would in, sort of infuse John Hagee with, with unnatural strength. Uh, and Rob Bell, I just don't know how much fights in that dude, you know, like, I, I think he could probably run away. Like, like, I think he could get away. I just don't know if he could win, you know, uh, I, I just see John Hagee. Yeah, that's like a, that dude's a bulldog, man. He's gonna like the jowls are gonna start shaking. He's gonna say, "Son, I have seen the blood moon prophecy, and you are gonna get your ass kicked today." Ah, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Man. I just gotta go Hagee on that one. Gotta go Hagee. All right, what else we got going on here? Um, oh. Uh, we got another one. We're going to withhold the name on this one. Here's a theology relationship issue. I'm slowly leaving Calvinism, but my, (laughs) but 
<laughs> but my partner is <laughs> slowly becoming a Calvinist. What do I do? Do we break up? Do we consummate? Interesting you went straight to consummate there. Um, interesting. Uh, dare we say you are frisky? Okay, well, obviously, the thing we're missing here is, is, is are you guys hot? Like, that's the thing we need to know. Because if you are hot, you need to get married immediately and consummate. Don't consummate before marriage. We're not that kind of podcast. You need to get married immediately if you're hot. Um, and listen, don't worry about the theology thing, okay? I mean, listen, I've been married, I don't know, a long time. And all those things fade, all those things fade. The only thing that matters is, uh, you know, just, you know, just stuff. I don't know. Pastor Rich, you got anything on that one? Pastor Rich uh, may have fallen asleep in the corner over there. Uh, I guess my other question too is like, how do you slowly become Calvinist? That's, that's a, but you know what? That doesn't matter. The important, that, that's actually an advantage. That's another reason you guys should get married immediately is because you don't want to both be on the same theological page. Common misconception there. Because then there's a chance that both of you could be wrong once, once you get to heaven. You're going to get to heaven and they're going to look at you like, God, you both missed it. But if one of you is very different theologically than the other one, uh, bonus, that's a strength. Because then you know that one of you is probably going to get it right. One of you is probably already right. You just don't know which one. So when you get to heaven, it's going to be like, eh, one, eh, one for two. All right, we got it. Get married, obviously. Immediately get married. <sighs> okay, uh, there's another question like that too. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, yes, this is from, oh, I don't know. This There's no name on this account. Here's my question for the pod. Can Baptists and Episcopalians ever successfully date? Well, I mean, probably. Uh, the, the thing, like, it's just... <laughs> Whichever person in the relationship is more attractive, that's that's the kind of church you have to go to. Like if the Baptist is more attractive, uh, you got to be Baptist. If the Episcopalian is, but if you're the same amount of attractive, then you have to become Methodist. That's that that is that is theological law. I did not write that. That's how that works. Okay. Um, what else we got going on here? Uh, some people want to know, okay, here we go. We got to talk about Airbud. I think this one's safe. Okay. At Elisha P. Smith. How many different dogs do you think have played the role of Airbud, and are they all dead? And if so, mm-hmm. will they all be in heaven? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what the original Airbud? That was that was like mid late nineties. When did that come out? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got the Wikipedia article pulled okay. up and ready to go. The franchise began in nineteen ninety seven with Airbud. Okay, so that that dog's definitely dead. There are fourteen movies in the franchise. <laughs> uh. I th- all the puppy ones I think my daughter has watched. I'm not sure she's ever seen the original, but she she really loves to. It's it's always throws me off because they come in and it's like because they're all seasonal for the uh, most part. 
And so like she's she's watching the Halloween one in the middle of July and the Christmas one, you know, like it just doesn't there's no rhyme or reason. Hmm. Much like his loves puppies though. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Uh so 14 I'm assuming that the puppy ones are are the bulk of those cuz there's a ton of them. Hmm. Yes. But the original, yeah, there was there was a few with with that I'm not sure if it was the same dog for the first couple, but anyway, that dog's definitely dead. I don't know what how to answer. Yeah, Wikipedia is uh, not terribly helpful, but if if that was 97, that was 21 years ago, and that dog was already aged mm-hmm. in the movie, so yeah, it would uh, be like <clears throat> at minimum like 23 years old. Yeah, and dogs don't tend to live that long, especially especially the bigger breeds. It's just no, it's not it's not plausible. No, nope. Sorry to crush your dreams, but Airbud's dead. Okay, so although I heard like within one movie, they there's like ten different dogs play the same. Mm. You can't have just one dog doing all the tricks. Can't it's, teach you. Well, you know, I'm sure it's a it's a labor issue too. You know. It's, yeah. You know, um, it's dog unions. Yeah. So here's okay. So here's my my take on this. Listen, why why are we assuming that the Airbuds are are believers? Mm-hmm. What, I mean, why why are we doing this? Like, we're talking Hollywood. These are Hollywood dogs. These are not your rural farm dogs that are going to show up at First Baptist every Sunday for, nope. for the fish fry. These are Hollywood dogs. At best, at at minimum, they're going to like some kind of Crystal Cathedral situation. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Scientology is is not mm-hmm. off the table here. Like these dogs are. I don't know if you noticed. Hollywood, not a bastion of, of, of theology. No. And if you watch the Air Buddies movie, <laughs> one of the Halloween episode in particular, they, they interact with a lot of spirits. So, so we're looking at occult influences now. Pat Robertson was right about everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Air Buds, the gateway drug to the occult. Ooh. We're through the looking glass here. Yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> I, okay, let's let's take it even further. Like dogs, known fornicators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen. Difficult for a dog to get married. Most dogs, scientifically speaking, are fornicators. Mm-hmm. Difficult, look- nay, impossible. For a dog to get <laughs> Not married. looking good for the eternal security of the earbud dogs. No, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we'll see them in the pearly gates. A lot of dogs. Not ter- terribly fond of water. I mean, some dogs are. Mm-hmm. I mean, baptism. Yeah, baptism is is looking kind of dicey. Mm-hmm. Baptizing well, a dog. Full immersion for sure. Yeah, yeah. they don't like to get their head underwater. They're going to try to keep that snout above water. Does it even count at that point? Exactly. Not to bring up the Presbyterian Baptist issues, but you know. I mean, yeah, if they're Presbyterian dogs, they'll be okay. Yeah. A little splash. All right, so. Pastor Rich, where are you going? Oh, Pastor Rich is is uh, nodded off yet again. That's okay. I will soldier on. We have Laura, one of our best listeners. Laura, by the way. Uh, she wrote in. I can only assume that she thought Casey was going to be on this episode because this is a a, a comment about breastfeeding and really anything that has to do with breastfeeding or food or 90s CCM. I guess we share the homeschooling topic because we both homeschool, but, but these are, these are Casey's wheelhouse. So 
obviously Laura probably does not want to hear uh, a dude take this question. So I got to take it. Relationship episode. Hi, I'm a new mom. Spilled pumped breast milk and cried. Husband says, it's okay. Don't cry. But I did anyway. Is this sinful? Yes or no? Well, Laura, of course it's not sinful. Because later on in the message, you go on to tell us that you have purchased a Fun Sexy Bible Time onesie for your baby. And you're just waiting for the baby to grow into it. And listen, some people would say indulgences, not biblical. I mean, listen, it might be in there somewhere. I mean, who's to say? Who's to say that indulgences are not biblical? Certainly not I. I'm not the judgmental kind. I think you're just fine, Lord. I think you're just fine. What else we got? Uh, people at Adam, listener Adam, uh, is looking for some more uh, Alex Jones in his podcasting pal. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got late-breaking news. Tom Rainier, you have built an empire of lies! I'm seeing, in my hand, I am seeing uh, architectural irregularities with the new Lifeway headquarters building. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a major story. The evangelical media complex, uh, uh, looking at you, Caitlin Beatty, has, has not reported on this. But I have dispatched Warren Throckmorton to the, 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 investigate this. I can only assume that, that the irregularities in the Lifeway building is where Russell Moore has hidden his cache of, of, of stolen Baptist gold. <laughs> Gosh, it kills my throat. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, he's looking for, my bad. Uh, Adam was looking for Alex Jones doing John Piper, <laughs> doing John Piper. I don't know if I can handle that. I don't know if I can handle another Alex Jones. Um, so how about just some straight John Piper? I walk into Chick-fil-A and I give the girl my order and, and I order the nuggets. And she says, that would be my pleasure. And I say, excuse me? I say, excuse me? No, it will not. It will not. There is no pleasure except from the Lord. That's horrible. Why would I, why do I do these things? Pastor Rich, you got anything? So that that dog's definitely dead. <laughs>